On this episode of the Fifth Estate Podcast, I'll be providing a little bit more information and commentary on what is happening in the Northern Territory. Um, discussing my is it ban or restrictions on Twitter. A Victorian council is going to be changing its name and getting into comments by George Christensen in Parliament. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. My name is Cameron Blewett. I am the host of this show, and here you are at episode nine of the Fifth Estate podcast. Now, as I said uh, at the start, going to be talking about uh, some things that are going on in the Northern Territory. Now, it, it, it's not looking good up there. Um, I, I want to play this clip first um, by uh, an Aboriginal elder uh, and her comments. Uh, now, this is a clip that was on Twitter, so it has been edited. Uh, there is um, cuts and, and all that sort of stuff in it, but this is how it was. Uh, and you know, I just think that this needs to get out there. The army's gone in and removed these people against their will. And they, uh, you know, this is not good. We want to be able to hear... We haven't heard anything from the people from Binjari or Robinson River. We want to know what's going on. We're almost ready to get a, an action group to go out to Howard Springs because we don't trust the government, we don't trust Michael Gunner, we don't trust the army, we don't trust anybody. We want to hear from the people on the ground. I'm Larry Elder. I want to know what's going out in the community. We're hearing nothing but from Michael Gunner and the government and the army and we don't know what's going We're all sitting around scratching our heads wondering what's going on. They're killing us! Right? It's a program of elimination. That's all this is. They're lying. They're deceiving. They are killing our people. Let me know what's happening in Owen Pelly, Kanbalanya, Ramanginning, Nolan Boy, Binjari, 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 Binjari. What's going on there? Army's gone in and removed everybody. Michael Gunner, you coward. Where are you? Come here, mate. Come here. You lying, deceiving dog. Now... It, it's one of those things that if half of it is true and we're knowing, we, we do know that it is and um, rumours and, and everything that's going around is that uh, the Indigenous communities out there are being uh, heavily coerced into participating in the experiment that's going on uh, and, you know, it, it's the thing is that if, if, if some of it ends up being true, then holy crap. Um, it, it's just like, you know, it, it's beyond words. Um, you know, and this is the thing is that I, uh, there is growing information and evidence. Um, I don't know if it will be peer-reviewed or anything like that, uh, that these jabs uh, are causing harm. To young people, um, there's, uh, as was mentioned um, previously, it does uh, concerns that the mRNA uh, therapeutics do inhibit the body's uh, ability to fight cancer cells and to repair DNA. 
there's uh, obviously the increasing cases of uh, what is it, myocarditis, uh, and things like that, and honestly, a whole lot of other big words that I have no idea what they are. Uh, but, you know, it's it, it's one of those things is that something's going on, uh, and it, it you know it can't be good. It cannot be good for the population now. None of this is done for public health because remember, uh, the Northern Territory had nine cases and this was in a remote community, nine cases. Just let it go, let it manage itself. Um, we know from history or from, from evidence of, of the past 20 months that this has about a, a 98% survival rate. Um, I know it's it's not a good thing that someone's going to die and that never is um, – you know, the, the same thing happens with, um, you know, vehicle accidents, um, all these other things that are going on that haven't elicited this draconian um, and, and you know, for want of a better term, militarised um, public health response. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, you know, if that, you know, as I posted on Facebook or Twitter or, or something, I can't remember which one it was, that... Uh, we let Andrews lock down public housing and no one said a word. Yes, there were a couple of people jumping up and down, but there was no mass outcry. He got away with it then. Uh, Gunnar's doing this, or Gunnar, Gunnar, whatever the well, whatever his name is, uh, is doing this in the Northern Territory. Um, you know, why is the army assisting? Like, seriously. Um, you, know, you know, that red flag's there. Uh, you know, doing it there, whether it's um, a forced relocation or a, a heavily coerced relocation, doesn't change that people are being removed from their home. Um, so, you know, everyone's silent on that, what's happening over there. Uh, and yet, you know, what's going to happen next? Are, are people literally going to be rounded up and sent to all these um, uh, different centres for national resilience, you know, Howard Springs, um, Brisbane Well Camp, and uh, what was it? Pinkenbar. I think there's two in Queensland. Um, I'm not sure where New South Wales is, but we know we've got um, Micklem out here in Victoria uh, and all that. And, you know, it's just, you know, it is concerning. It 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 is something that, that people should be waking up, up to. Now, and... and Something else I wanted to cover about that is that there's big rants from those on the left um, or those who pretend to be interested in human rights and all that sort of stuff um, that why is the right paying attention to it now? Why hasn't something been done or said about uh, what's going on in these communities uh, in the past? And for myself, I will honestly say because it wasn't something that I considered uh, you know, how, how, how do you respond to every little thing that goes on? Uh, though this, you know, this is all, what we're seeing now is pieces falling into place in a bigger picture. And this is why, yes, we need, and, you know, we need to, to we need to talk about it. We need to oppose it. We need to draw attention to it. We need to bring this treatment into the light. And just because, you know, I didn't agree or I didn't speak up on something that, you were passionate about in the past doesn't mean to say that you should be silent on something that is the same as what you're talking about just because I'm talking about it. So, and you know, and this is the thing, it just shows the blatant hypocrisy of the left. Uh, 
you know, they, they jump up and down about this treatment and that treatment, yet, you know, what's going on all over the country and yet they're not saying anything and we're getting all these, um, you know, <coughs> anti-fascist, anti-racist protests through the city to oppose the protests that are opposing the draconian and fascistic laws that these state premiers are doing. Uh, and, you know, it's it's one of those things that <laughs> if you've got a brick wall in front of you and you start banging your head, you're never going to stop because the, the crap just continues, which goes to show that those uh, who are jumping up and down about this um, poor treatment of other people are only doing it so they're furthering uh, a particular group's victimhood or their ability to be upset. Uh, Adam Bant uh, put something in Parliament or released a bill or, or I can't remember what it was about um, gay and transsexual people or something like that being free from discrimination and yet, you know, by the same token, his party in Victoria is helping the Andrews regime discriminate against, you know, uh, pe- discriminate against people or towards people based on any number of protected attributes. That's an event that they gathered, went to their medical status, their political status, and so you know, this is the thing. Well, really, do they really care about equality, or are they just there to to, to gaslight people and to, you know, to pretend that they do? Uh, so, you know. I think that there's people waking up in Victoria that it's not, it's all about control for these people and and this is what it is. The ruling class uh, are there that they think that they control us, they want to be able to control us and that we just have to go along for the ride and that's it. Now, um, speaking of going along for the ride and that's it, I uh, there was something posted on Twitter uh this morning, early this morning, so I got up and posted it this morning, um, posted a comment. It was from the Twitter handle Polybard, and I can't for the life of me find out where it is. Ah, there we go. There it is. Now, so um, it's just posting something. So someone's posted something on, um, on Twitter about smallpox. Now, if you go over to the Victorian Health uh, website, what is it, betterhealth.vic.gov.au, and look for smallpox, it turns around and says uh, one of the things is the summary, there is a small risk that smallpox has been released, uh, could be released intentionally as a bioweapon and health departments around the world, including Victoria, in Victoria, are planning for this possibility. Now, this person has come out and said, uh, what did they say? Uh, I'm telling you right now, if this conspiracy theory comes true, all hell is going to break loose because plenty of people are predicting it. Now, this is the thing. You know, I mentioned it previously in in a previous episode that I think that there's every indication that this is what is going to be the next one. So uh, looking at it, I received uh, an email from Mike Dillard a while ago saying that that's going to be the next one. And now Mike Dillard, uh, he's more into the, the marketing thing. He doesn't jump into conspiracy theories and everything like that. Uh, and laid out why. So, you know, I was aware of that. Since that time, Bill Gates has mentioned weaponized smallpox. Uh, Fiona Patton has mentioned smallpox in her justification for uh, supporting the Premier's uh, draconian pandemic management bill. We've had the, um, what was it, the two vials 
of smallpox vaccine being um, <coughs> discovered in a um, lab out somewhere in the US and that a patent has been filed for a, a weaponized vaccine. Now, and you know, I, that's exactly what I said in a tweet that I posted on Twitter in to respond to this. And then I wake, uh, come back to the computer the next time and such a newbie mistake, all the information that I was going to use on this show, all the tweets and, and clips that I was going to keep were all different tabs. Uh, Twitter decided to tell me that my account had been restricted, uh, temporarily limited some of your account features. Now, supposedly the account violated the, the Twitter rules specifically for violating our policy on spreading misleading or potentially harmful information related to COVID-19. Now, my tweet never mentioned COVID-19, never wasn't in response to anything with COVID-19. All the tweet said was, uh, Gates has said it has been weaponized. Patton mentioned it in her justification for supporting the pandemic bill. A patent has been filed for a vaccine. Two vials of it were found in a lower safety CDC lab. Too many subtle hints. That's all I posted. And that's it. So my only options were to, obviously I had to verify my phone number, which I'm very concerned about. Uh, so, yeah, so unfortunately I had to do that. Um, I don't have a, a little burner phone that I'm going to have to use for that, so I'm going to have to get one. Uh, and then the option that they gave me was to uh, to contest it or to delete it. So I have the choice of... Um, Doing that, if I contested it uh, and sort of reviewed, then I would still be in essentially in limbo because it's you know no no one can say how long it's going to take. So you know I I did the thing I deleted it, um, but I'm still on a 12 hour ban. So that's why today I'm going to be a little bit quiet on the Twitter. Um, so you know, but this is the thing, and you know I get banned for that, and yet. We have uh, people like, uh, who is he? Um, Martin Pakula, who is, uh, what is he, a politician? What is he? He's a member, f minister for, hang on, let me have a look at his profile. Uh, minister for Industry Re Industry Support, Recovery, Trade, Business, Precincts, Tourism, Sport, Major Events and Racing. Now, he's uh, did a... Um, Posted a tweet, when was this, on the 22nd, I think it was that, Monday. Uh, State premiers have responded to the PM on the question of vaccine mandates. And he posts a little gif of uh, Jack Nicholson playing Colonel Jessup from A Few Good Men saying, you want me on that wall. So he can, he can post that and then, you know, nothing happens. We can see all the posts that I mentioned yesterday that is deliberately misleading about everything and yet that gets fine. I post something unrelated to it and, you know, get suspended or restricted for 12 hours. Now, interesting thing about this Martin Pakula, Pakula? Pakula uh, post is that he's posted Colonel Jessup and he, you know, I wonder if he realises that Colonel Jessup in that movie was the one who broke the law. He breached the Universal Code of... Um, is it universal code of military justice uh, that they have to, um, you know, go by that, that governs the behaviour of all military personnel by ordering uh, his staff or his, his subordinates to do what was a code red, which was um, a bit of a rough up for a, 
um, another soldier. Now, someone has turned around and actually responded to that and said, Jessup presented the totalitarian control. Santiago, who is the victim, represented every man. That is the individual. Downey and Dawson represented society. When Downey said, but we did nothing wrong, Dawson told him we did. We were supposed to protect the people like Willie and he's got in brackets individual rights. Now, Willie is uh, William Santiago. So the, the plot of the movie is is that um, this soldier ended up dying, uh, William Santiago, because of a code red that Danny and Dawson had uh, done on him due to the uh, orders from uh, Colonel Jessup and below. Um, I can't remember what Sutherland's character was. Um so yeah, and then he goes on to say, Jessup is the Dan Andrews of this world. Colonel Markison uh, is all the politicians staying light and failing to stop this. The Sutherland character is a police and the forces reveling in this statistic task. Now, um, this is the thing, is that, and also in another tweet he says, Danny and Dawson are all those baying COVID bed where just demanding retribution and punishment on people who don't want to be vaccinated. One day the realisation will come that they are all evil. And this is what it comes down to, is that, you know, yes, and that's what happens in it, that yes, Downey and Dawson were following orders, though the orders they were following was the wrong ones um, because they did that. Um, so, you know, it, it's it's interesting that, you know, the, these politicians portray themselves up as saviours and some holders of who knows what and yet... What they're doing is, um, you know, completely and utterly bonkers. Um, you know, it's, you know, they're, they're not. They're not doing anything for public health. They're not doing anything to help people. They're, this is all about, and I've said it all along, this is all about control, pure and simple. Um, and, and yeah, it's just, oh, we, we really need to... I think try and wake more people up now. Actually, before I get on the next one, I'll play George Christensen's clip because I do want to talk about that. Um, I'm trying to find in all my paperwork here where I because I printed out his um, speech in Parliament uh, what he said. Uh, have I got it? There we go. Because uh, I want to play it and then I want to go through. Uh, what he said. So here's what he said in Parliament uh, yesterday. Member for Dawson. Thank you, Mr Speaker. The totalitarian regimes responsible for the most heinous atrocities in the 20th century, think Stalin, Mao, Hitler, Pol Pot, they didn't get there overnight. They used fear to control. They excluded the dirty people softly at first. They justified the exclusion. They moved to harder exclusions and eventually eliminated people either socially or physically. In 21st century Australia, state premiers are racing down that familiar path, trying to out-tyrant each other, drunk on power, setting up their own biosecurity police states, complete with medical left. apartheid. Sadly, we've enabled it, refusing to rein them in, and worse, supplying the Australian immunisation register data that underpins this medical apartheid. Fear is the justification uh, of choice for coercion and control with non-vaccinated Australians increasingly demonised, ostracised and socially eradicated. In Queensland, the Premier tweeted that people not vaccinated raised red flags, not just one, but 22 of them. 
The media, politicians and health bureaucrats all claim COVID-19 is now a pandemic of the unvaccinated, but there is no justification for such demonisation. In a German study, 55% of symptomatic patients over 60 were fully vaccinated. Gibraltar, where all 34,000 residents are fully vaccinated, is recording 60 new cases a day. The totalitarian path, the path that we are unquestionably on, has never ended well. The solution is a rediscovery of human dignity, along with, and I don't say the this lightly, civil disobedience. has expired. I... Now, once this was done, the incompetent Labor Party got up and uh, did their bit and um, highlighted their hypocrisy because um, Premier-in-waiting or the wannabe pre uh, sorry, Prime Minister, uh, the hypocrite himself, uh, Anthony Albanese, has turned around and, and uh, wants or wanted uh, Prime Minister Scott Morrison as leader of the uh, Liberal Party and obviously Prime Minister to condemn the words by of George Christensen. Now, a couple of things about that uh, before I get on to talking about what he said. The hypocrisy of the Labor Party. Here they are, they're talking about uh, the proposed voter integrity bill, saying it is Trumpism, it is racist, it is this, it is that, it is everything else because people are going to have to show something, anything, with their name on it to verify their identity before they collect a ballot paper. Yet here he was, Anthony Albanese, the same person last week or the week before, going to a coffee shop, happy to show his medical status to confirm that he's participating in this reg um, therapeutic regimen trial or whatever the hell it is, and he's happy to do that to get a coffee, yet showing the same information to pick up a ballot paper is racist and voter suppression. Like, come on, seriously. Um, the, the hypocrisy, just on that one alone, then there's the other bit which... You know, rightly so, the, the um, Prime Minister picked up about uh, they didn't con the, the Labor Party didn't condemn Sally McManus when she moved into the, I think she, well, that was when she was um, new in the secretary role of the ACTU, turning around and saying that um, unjust laws need to be disobeyed. Where's the difference? Um, you know, we know the ACTU support the actions of the CFMEU and CFFME, can't, there's too many letters in that one now. Uh, when they go and break the laws, you know, they're the most um, recidivist recidivist uh, union that there is. Uh, you know, their multi-million dollars in fines is just part of doing business and yet they say nothing about that. Uh, so, you know, that is their hypocrisy. So, you know, they're, they're just, what is it, gaslighting, dog whistling, whatever they're doing, it's just a load of crap. Now, getting on to what he said, and this is this is people don't like saying that this is what we're coming to, that we need to start drawing parallels. This is what's going on. Members of society in Mount, in Victoria, uh, to an extent New South Wales and even coming into Queensland, are being segregated from society because of their medical status or they won't provide information, you know, or to information on their medical status. And this is it. Uh, you know, for some reason it was safe for public health to have the quote-unquote unvaccinated out shopping for non-essential products for a period of I think it was about three weeks. Then all of a sudden 
once we hit, hit you know, Victoria hits a 90% jabbed rate, it is now unsafe. Public health measures say that it is unsafe for the unjabbed people to be out shopping. Yet two weeks before or a week before with a lower jab rate that it was safe. So, I mean, you know, if, if anyone thinks that this has anything to do with public health, please, please wake up. If anyone tells you that it is, um, you know, I really don't know what to do because they've drunk the Kool-Aid, they're swimming in the Kool-Aid uh, and everything like that. This is all about control. It has nothing to do with public health. Um, you know, same with the face diapers, as I've said. Uh, the face diapers are about control, compliance and everything like that. Same as QR coding in because it gets gives the government a ch- the opportunity to build a profile picture on what you're like. Now, something interesting about that, the directions, uh, I think last time I looked at them, it said the information was supposed to be kept for 28 days uh, and then uh, disposed of, though the pandemic bill that as it was prior to um, being paused uh, had no mention of an expiry date on the information. All it had was a uh, an integrity thing around it that – uh, it couldn't uh, it couldn't be used by police without I think it was without a warrant um, for, for that so you know it looks like that they're going to keep that information they're going to keep it and compile profiles of what you're like by where you go how often you go there what you do uh, and what you buy so uh, if you're not already I recommend that people start paying for things in cash uh, get yourself a, a little uh, Faraday, Faraday, Faraday wallet to uh, protect your cards in your wallet so you can't be tracked that way. Um, you know, go for paranoia, but hey, you know, I'd rather do it now than then find out that it wasn't, you know, it, no one was doing anything rather than just walk around without a care in the world and then find out 10 years down the track that, hey, I should have been looking at, you know, should have been more careful because they've been building a big picture of me. Uh, so, you know, it, it's that thing. I, you know, people need to wake up and start paying more attention to what's going on. Uh, so, yes. Now, um, speaking of paying attention to what's going on, now it came out there was uh, a couple of things in the, the press yesterday and uh, in the Daily Mail this morning saying a Melbourne council is making, change, making moves to change its name after discovering its namesake was a Jamaican slave estate. Now, it seems that uh, the city of Moreland was named after land called Moreland, which was um, uh, created uh, a farming land uh, after... uh, This farming land was named after Jamaican slave plantation that a particular individual's father and grandfather had operated from 1770 to 1796, which produced sugar rum and slave trading with 500 to 700 uh, enslaved people there in any one year. Now, um, you know, something that happened to 200 and, let's say, uh, yeah, 200 and something years ago is now being used as justification to change the name. Um, I don't know. I really don't know what to think of that one. Uh, maybe, you know what? What's the cost? Is it, uh, you know, are we just finding things to be outraged about? It's a name. 
You know, no one, those practices aren't being continued. Uh, where, do you, where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line? Um, you know, and, and honestly, with what is going on in the state at the moment, I do think that this is a distraction. Uh, getting Andrews out of office is a uh, more important thing than what we need to be doing to worry about uh, the name of a uh, particular council. And it's, yeah, I'm, I'm really getting baffled by the amount of crap that's going on out there. Um, so anyway, um, what can we do? Um, so, uh, I, you know, going back to, to what we were talking about um, throughout this episode, I, you know, it's, it's the thing. If you can't wake people up, move on from them. Don't even try and wake them up. Just try and find and wake up those people that you know will wake up and say something about it. Uh, you know, if you've got any people out there who are, you know, let's say on the left and they're not making noise about things now, give up. Write them off as, as a lost cause. Uh, if you've got people that are starting to make grumbles, uh, you know, make them aware of, of things that are going on. And I think that the, what is happening in the Northern Territory is a, a friggin' disgrace. Uh, it, you know, things like that shouldn't be done, especially when, you know, all the left, the left get out every day and say, um, do their their um, acknowledgement of country or, or whatever it is um, about this land was theirs, always will be, always was, never ceded, et cetera, et cetera. And they're not saying anything about the people being taken from their homes to go to a uh, detention centre. And it's not a quarantine. Let's let's stop calling it a quarantine camp because that just romanticises what it is and, and takes away um, from, you know, from what the purpose of these facilities are. They are detention facilities. Uh, so, you know, we need to start, you know, using the right language. Don't let the establishment and the ruling class dictate to us what language we can use with things. And this goes back down to this whole story about neo-Nazis infiltrating this and infiltrating the freedom movement and, and whatever else. Like, really? You know, you, you because there's a handful of people that have an opinion that you don't like that, yes, you know, it's, you know... I'm just trying to find a, um, a a polite word to describe it. Uh, you know, but it, it's what is it? Morally repugnant uh, and, and things like that. And yes, have no place in society. Though the thing is, though, until they're doing something that breaks the law, they've still got every right, as well as what you do, to voice their opinions. If you don't agree with what they say, say something better. Counter their opinion with reality or, or anything like that. And I'm not going to say the truth because there's so many the truths. There's your truth, my truth, etc. going around that, um, yeah, it's it's just baffling. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I think I'll, um, I'll leave it there before I start going off on a, another big rant and tangent about things about how we're getting screwed by the ruling class. Uh, we need to start waking people up. We need to... Uh, ignore what the corrupt corporate press tells us to focus on. Look at the things that they're not telling us. We need to start paying more attention to that. Um, also, next episode, uh, going to be digging into the health legislation information sharing bill and how potentially scary that that, that is, uh, as well as any other bills that 
are likely to be debated in the House. Um, I also want to talk about the terrorism bill that was uh, signed, you know, approved by the House uh, at the last sitting, and um, you know, raise concerns of that one because I think that's equally concerning as well. Uh, but that's all in um, next episodes, future episodes. Um, also, I still want to talk about, or we'll be talking about the electoral redistribution. Uh, and what that means for everything else, but uh, it's just there's so much popping up that it's hard to get to things. But you know, I will get to it, uh, especially before uh, the election, so people know who their uh, members are. Like, from you know, for me, I was always currently I'm in the northern metropolitan, uh, so that means I have uh, Patton and Rattenham and um, Ondaki. And the, the two Labor people as the elected representatives, though next election, uh, Mill Park, which is this district, is moving to the northeastern metropolitan, which is a um, an amalgamation of the of Mill Park moving over to the uh, eastern eastern metropolitan region to become the northeastern. So. You know, there's those members now, the ones that I'll be potentially voting for at the next one. And uh, Rod Barton from uh, the... (laughs) Excuse me, I forgot what party he's from. Uh, From the... Where's my list? And (laughs) there's a list. You can't look at a list without putting the glasses on. Uh, Rod Barton... Transport Matters Party. So, um, so yeah, the Eastern Metropolitan. So that's going to be part of the Northeastern Metropolitan or Northern Eastern Metropolitan with a redistribution that takes place uh, for the next uh, general state election, which is November next year. So, anyway, um, waffling on again. Uh, so, yeah, all right, I'll get to all that in future episodes, but they're coming along uh, if there is a quiet day in the world I'll get to the bills in the next one. Otherwise, I, I do hope to have it done. I um, might do a couple over the weekend and uh, talk about it that way. Alrighty-o. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, my name's Cameron Blewett. Um, before I go, I keep forgetting to do this. Please uh, like, subscribe, uh, whatever you have to do to this on whatever podcasting service that you're using. Um, you know, I will take a leaf at everyone else's book and say that uh, five star is the minimum required um, approval on this. Please add comments. If you think I waffle too much, please let me know. If you think I could do better, let me know. If there's something you want to talk, you want me to talk about, please let me know in the uh, comment section on whatever it is on this uh, on the on the podcasting service that you do now. I'm asking you to do that because that does improve, uh, especially seeing as I'm in the. Uh, Sitting in the naughty corner for 12 hours on the Twitter, uh, it does help other people find it uh, and lets me know who's interested in it and everything like that. So anyway, uh, you can find show notes on this one at uh, the fifth, that's the letter F-I-F-T-H dot estate uh, forward slash episode zero nine. Uh, There'll be show notes there as well as screenshots of my little Twitter notification and everything like that. So Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. I look forward to having you join me on the next one. Bye for now.